Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. They've raised the bar on Rochester Sports Talk. You're in the Sports Bar with Danger and Battaglia on the Sports Leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950 The Fan, Rochester. At the end of the day, injuries or not, we had an opportunity to win the game at the end, and, and we just needed to stop. It was total collective, um, I guess, failure by the defense of just not, uh, not getting the ball back or not stopping them. So I don't, I'm not going to, you know, like you just said, I'm not going to make excuse for the injuries and none of that. Uh, this is the life of the of NFL player. you got to go out there. you got to compete each, each and every week, um, whether, you know, whether injuries or not. So, um, like I said, I'm happy we have a Thursday night game coming up. Micah Hyde, post game uh, there at the Bills, uh, dropping one in New England to the uh, Patriots. Both he and, and Jordan Poirier, the veteran guys in the room, neither of them really feel like there's uh, a, a big sense of urgency to, to get things turned around. Like let's just get get back on the field Thursday and, and let that take care of itself. Yes. Danger if you are taking it from the standpoint if you're not number one uh, in the seating as long as you're in. And all these teams in the FC are going to be. I, we're, we're starting to look at that sort of stuff right now, but. I would respectfully, it's fine to say, hey, we've got this. Everything is fine. You want to be that calming influence. I, I, I tend to think that this is urgent. Ryan is Talbot, it, yeah. yeah, Ryan, is it time to panic? Ryan Talbot, NewYorkUpstate.com, joining us now in the sports bar. Is it time to panic if you're a Bills fan or if you're the Buffalo Bills? Yeah, I think it is. I mean, you're sitting at four and three after a loss to a, a team that was just absolutely embarrassed the past three weeks. And uh, outscored something like ninety to to ninety three to twenty the past three weeks against the likes of the Cowboys, Saints, and Raiders. Listen, the Cowboys are a good team, but the Saints and Raiders are not. And the fact that you know uh, this Patriots team uh, couldn't do anything against them and show up and, and score the way they do, the way the Bills' offense for the third straight game uh, can't get things going in the first half. I think it's absolutely okay to say you want to hit the panic button. This team's at three losses. They had three losses the entire season last year. Yeah, Ryan, um, the executive producer, that's what we call my wife, you know, and she had the take yesterday, like, well, who gets the blame for this one yesterday? I'm like, oh, my gosh, I when it was yesterday. Like, there is plenty of blame to go around. But if there was like one thing, Ryan, that you thought, oh, my gosh, this I did not expect coming yesterday, what would that have been? Man, oh man, there's more than one, that's for sure. But the, the biggest thing to me was how bad the offensive line played. And I thought Josh Allen was running for his life all game. Uh, this was the first real dud from this offensive line. And listen, like I said, there, there's about 10, 15 other things I could point the finger at. Uh, Josh Allen wasn't sharp either. But again, I think a lot of that had to do with running around the way that he was. This defense is just riddled with injuries and their lack of depth is showing. But I look back at that game, and this was the first one where I said, oh, man, Osiris Torrance really looks like a rookie out there. Uh, Mitch Morris is really getting uh, pushed around you know, up front, and you can only rely on your athleticism so long in this league. He's starting to get a little long in the tooth. Uh, I thought that Deion Dawkins had a bad game. So 
it, to me, the offensive line was the most alarming thing. It felt like someone was getting through every time. It felt like Allen was running for his life a lot, eluding a lot of would-be sacks and tackles. Uh, and keeping plays alive, but just not executing at the end of the day. Yeah, Ryan, I always say that whenever you have so much blame to go around, ultimately the person who gets the most blame should be the head coach because it all falls under their umbrella. And with Josh Allen, you mentioned him running for his life. And in, in the past, when we've seen Josh Allen run for his life, he's been able to turn nothing into something. But this season feels different. We don't see Josh talking and running and we know what kind of an emphasis was placed on him and, and just preserving him and, 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 and you know making sure that he can make it through a season injury free and have a long and fruitful career as you want as any team would want for their franchise quarterback however is there a happy medium that's just been missed here that, that Josh Allen it's so in his head not to run that he's just not taking those opportunities when they do present themselves to make those big plays that we're accustomed to seeing him make with his legs yeah, absolutely. Listen, the Bills have a Ferrari at quarterback, and they're driving him like he's a Prius. Uh, this is someone that needs to be utilized in the run game. Defenses are not fearing Josh Allen as a rusher right now. And that was one big part to this offense where, hey, we need to keep a spy back, uh, keep someone on him, not bring that additional heat, because he would take off and run. He would pick up those yards. I've seen so many games now where he's had open field in front of him, and he's just hesitating to do it. And I don't know if it's something they're coaching out of him, something they really talked to him a lot about this year. Uh, but whatever it is, they need to kind of snap it out of him and say, if there's green grass in front of you on these big must-have-it moments, uh, use your legs, use your feet, use that athleticism. And, you know, this is a bad example because he, he delivered a catchable pass to Dawson Knox in fourth and two, but I thought Allen could have run for the first down on that play as well uh, to keep that drive alive. There was green grass in front of him, and again, he just kind of opted to throw it. Um, you know, I, I get wanting to keep him as a pocket passer, preserve him, keep him healthy, but this is part of his game. It's been a big part of his game and what's made him so dangerous. Ryan Talbot, New York upstate.com. Our guest here in the sports bar, Ryan, you know, we're all watching this, right? And, oh gosh, the bills pull this out. Okay. They go ahead. Oh, they got the two. And at that point I'm thinking, well, what's the worst case scenario? We're going to go to overtime. Uh, the Patriots will kick a field goal and go to overtime and, Never did it cross my mind that Mac Jones would engineer a game-winning drive and the Buffalo Bills defense wouldn't be able to come up with a stop. So I, on that drive, there really wasn't any pass rush um, to, to begin with. So I guess we're going to kind of start there here. What are you seeing right now out of this defensive line with Noed Oliver? And, and certainly when Von Miller was out there, I, I didn't, didn't make an impression on me. Yeah, you know, Von Miller played less than, uh, you know, 10 snaps yesterday for whatever reason. He had been going for about 20, and I get that he's coming back uh, from a serious injury, but if you're limiting his snaps in the first half the way that they did in that last drive, I don't know why you're not getting him out there. They're not going to be running the ball. Uh, one thing Von Miller said post game is, well, you know, they were running the ball with some success. Shaq Lawson's really a really good run defender. You're not going to run the ball a lot on that final drive. Uh, especially when where they started out and they get this screen pass from multiple missed tackles. But this is someone that you want to have out there. The, the D-line was just completely ineffective yesterday. And this is about the first time that I can say that this year. So just like the O-line, uh, I don't want to panic or, or worry too much just yet. But, you, you know, you look at the interior without Ed Oliver, they could not get any kind of push whatsoever. Uh, Leonard Floyd, you know, he still made a few plays here and there. A.J. Epines was really close to a strip sack. But they didn't get home. And against Mac Jones, one of the least mobile quarterbacks in this league, 
Uh, it's it's pretty telling that the Bills only could end up and muster one sack by Jordan Poyer in that game where they had to send extra heat. And, and in terms of the no pressure, it just made life so easy on Mac Jones. I mean, he had one or two really good throws yesterday, but a lot of it just felt like he was playing pitch and catch out in the backyard. Ryan, you're not going to replace Matt Milano, uh, but Dorian Williams, I think, was drafted to be you know some of that depth, some of that next man up mentality that you want there at linebacker. Uh, what did you see out of his play in the first half that was enough to get Sean McDermott to yank him in favor of Tyrell Dotson in the second half? Yeah, he, he missed some plays. He was out of position a few times. But, I mean, these are the growing pains that you kind of have to live with when when you lose an all-pro player like Matt Milan and you don't have uh, a younger veteran or a younger player other than uh, Dorian Williams with that upside to get in there. I like Tyrell Dotson. I think he's a really good special teams player. I've seen enough of him on this defense. Uh, to know that he is not a difference maker. He is not going to, uh, you know, make those game-winning plays, those must-have plays. And while Dorian Williams is going to have those rookie moments where he looks a little lost out there and he's out of position at times, I would rather lean on that athleticism and, and see him fly around to the ball. That first drive, he was involved in just about every play, it felt like, for better or worse. So, Ryan, uh, eight days from today, we're going to have uh, the NFL uh, trade deadline, and uh, you know we're going to have moves in between now and then and here's philadelphia picking up baird from tennessee who i don't even know was on the market so apparently tennessee might be sellers here so you're just just your thoughts on philadelphia kind of getting stronger and uh yeah like what positions would you be shopping for if you're brandon bean at this point yeah well well first of all you know it feels like the league needs to stop letting tennessee trade with with ah, the eagles right. first and foremost just giving up aj brown for peanuts Kevin Byard for one of the Edmonds brothers and a fifth and a sixth round pick. I mean, those look those that's that buddy that sends you those awful trade offers in fantasy football, but the other team actually accepts it. Uh, it just you know good for the Eagles though. They're out there. They're they're trying to get uh, better. You know across the board. If I'm the Bills, I, I'm looking at multiple positions. If Tennessee really is a seller, well, put DeAndre Hopkins watch back on. He's owed what 1.1 million. Uh, for the rest of the year, maybe even less than that now, based on where we are in the season. Uh, he's someone that the Bills were sup- supposedly interested in. We've seen Gabe Davis kind of no-show, have some issues with drops. Uh, no one really step up opposite uh, Stefan Diggs. I-, I think that Hopkins has played pretty well in the few Titans games that I've watched this year. There's still some juice there. Uh, I look at the Carolina Panthers, who are winless on the season. I love uh, Dante J- J- Jackson, excuse me, uh, the cornerback that was a pre-draft visitor for the Bills back in 2018, really good in his own defense. Uh, but I, you know, I don't know how much it matters in, in terms of improving the cornerback room if you're going to give so much space like they have been the, the past few weeks. Uh, that 10-yard cushion, those big cushions were were there yesterday, and again, it made it so easy for Mac Jones. I'm not sure any cornerback is going to be able to do much if you're giving that much cushion. So those are two areas that I would look at. Uh, I'm looking at one tech. Obviously, with Daquan Jones out, uh, I don't have much faith in the depth options that they have here based on yesterday's game, which is concerning because they you know, they went out and they added Puna Ford. Uh, they added Tim Settle a few years ago. They, they liked Jordan Phillips, so that interior D-line just as a whole really struggled. So you know, maybe you see who's out there. Uh, I mentioned Harrison Phillips in Minnesota. That's a team that's kind of struggling and, and looking like they're having a down year. He knows the system could come in and fill in until Daquan Jones is back. Uh, if you want to go free agent route, bring in and Dominican Sue. I mean, uh, older veteran, but he can kind of fill that role until Daquan Jones is back. And I thought he actually played well at times with the Eagles last year. 
I'm going to try and, and give a little bit of a bright spot for, from yesterday because I, I don't think it was all bad. I mean, it was bad. But Dalton Kincaid had his best day as a pro. And Ryan, you, me, everybody that, that watches and follows and, and covers this team had a take on Dalton Kincaid. Uh, here we go. Another tight end. Oh, he's not a tight end. He can line up in the slot. He's a pass catcher. He can do all the things that Cole Beasley used to do. Well, up till yesterday, we didn't really see this offense use Dalton Kincaid the way he was being used in Utah. And even yesterday, it's not like he was going 10, 12 yards downfield. Not that Josh Allen had the time to get him the ball, but eight passes caught 75 yards. Talk a little bit about Dalton Kincaid. And is this the scratching of the surface when it comes to what the rookie can bring to this uh, to this team? Yeah, absolutely. Just scratching the surface because like you said, he's not even running the downfield routes right now, but he's winning off the line and that's huge. When the Bills needed to move the chains yesterday, Kincaid was being looked at just as much, it felt like, as Stephon Diggs. I know Diggs ended up with uh, four more targets in the game, but Kincaid was just moving the chains. You know that he had the sure hands. All, you know, all eight targets were caught yesterday for those 75 yards. He was picking up yards after the catch. Uh, he's securing the ball, moving, keeping his legs moving. That's what you want to see. And, you know, the the bills have been very big into the 12 personnel, getting the two tight ends on the field. Uh, if the bills decide to go away from that, to try to get Deontay Hardy, more looks, uh, get someone that can stretch the field or whatever they may end up doing. And, you know, I'm all in favor of getting Kincaid on the field as the one tight end in those sets. Dawson Knox continues to have those baffling drops, those bad drops in the worst possible moments. Kincaid, this is exactly what you wanted to see, someone that could come in and get involved uh, when called upon, and and he definitely was one of the bright spots. I thought James Cook was a bright spot on offense uh, as a runner, but more so even as a pass catcher looking to part there. And then I thought Jordan Poyer was one more bright spot. I thought he had his best uh, day as a bill this year in terms of the way that he played. Ryan Talbot, NewYorkUpstate.com, our guest here now, uh, coming in, and it's Tampa Bay, and it's kind of curious if you look at the standings here. All right, so the Bills are the uh, seventh team, so they'd be the last one in right now, uh, Ryan, in the FC. And then over in the NFC, last team in, seventh, it's actually this week's opponent, Tampa Bay. What do we make of the Buccaneers? Because at the beginning of the year, thinking, okay, this is a team that's tanking here, obviously, but they do have Todd Bowles. They do have some skilled players. How scary is an opponent uh, is this for Buffalo this week? Well, you know, I've watched a few games, and there there is some legitimate chemistry between Baker Mayfield and Mike Evans. And looking at this Bills secondary, I'm going to target him as much as I possibly can. Chris Godwin's a good player. They have talent. They've been very up and down. There's no denying that uh, this year. And, and Baker Mayfield certainly has his limitations. But this was a matchup that I thought would be more difficult than New England and the Giants. We've seen those struggles over the past two weeks. So, uh, you definitely can't overlook this team. I mean, this is pretty much as, as close as you get to a must-win game this early in the season. Yeah, I mean, j- just looking ahead at this schedule here, what do you have on, on the other side of Tampa Bay after you have that little bit of a longer week? Oh, no big deal. You're just going down to Cincinnati. I don't know that there'll be any emotional uh, baggage uh, being brought into uh, Cincinnati when they have to take on the Bengals. Yeah, and listen, the Bengals are you know suddenly starting to play a little bit better. Uh, Joe Burrow's calf injury looks like it's kind of healing itself uh, over time. He really struggled early on. That's a, an emotional game for all the reasons you mentioned, everything with DeMar Hamlin, obviously. But uh, again, you know, this was supposed to be a soft part of their schedule. Then you get the Bengals. Then you get the Broncos. That was supposed to be a winnable game. The Jets looks like a tough one because of the way they played in that first matchup. 
the way the Jets' defense just in general has really stymied this Bills' offense the past few years. And then, oh, by the way, you have the Eagles, you have the Chiefs still, uh, Cowboys. It doesn't get any easier uh, as this season goes on. So it feels like the Bills have wasted a few opportunities already. So, Ryan, uh, next shout podcast, when does that drop everything uh, kind of short week here? Uh, it has to get condensed. Yeah, haven't uh, officially put it in the, the books yet with Matt, but I'm assuming our preview show will be tomorrow night instead of Wednesday. Give it some more shelf life out there. Uh, but we'll have one, at least one. We'll probably combine it because we usually uh, get a few shows in before a game. So probably one long episode this week before this Thursday night matchup. Keep up the fantastic work, Ryan. Really appreciate you making some time for us here in the sports bar. Hey, thanks, guys. Ryan Talbot, NewYorkUpstate.com, joining us with his thoughts from the uh, Bills' loss yesterday in Foxborough to the Patriots. Yeah, the schedule doesn't get uh, any easier when you get past uh, Tampa here on Thursday. It's a Sunday night game in Cincinnati. You still have the Eagles. You still have the Chiefs. You still have the Cowboys. I mean, this this could be a 10-win team. I think the question is, would you sign up for that? Would you sign up for it for the Bills being a t- – I, I think that that's – I've always believed that that's what they were going to be, and I think that that's what they will be. I think it will come down to that that Week 18 matchup against Miami. Well, if anything, like when you put Miami against a quality opponent, they can roll the bad teams. Last night, they weren't ready for that. No. So this division still very much in play. I love how you're getting feedback on the Aaron Rodgers take, too. Like he'll, he's going to show up because the Achilles really wasn't torn. Yeah, I know it was. Uh, well, it's it's Nikki signs. It, yeah. You know, one of the guys in my neighborhood who's you know he knows a little bit about physical therapy and rehab, and uh, yeah, the Achilles surgeon uh, that did the Rogers surgery is the greatest Achilles surgeon in the in America. He he worked on Cam Akers, Achilles. He worked on Kobe. Rest in peace. This uh, assistant device accelerates the healing process. It's according to, you know, one of my neighborhood goombas. Okay. But that's out of the NFL. I just, we just read that on the air. Like, like the point is that this is Dr. Aaron Rodgers telling you what happened. Yeah. 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 Have have the other doctor. Give give me another source on this, please. Yeah. I, I just think it's crazy. If he does come back, before the end of the season, all I could think to myself is, "Hey, he didn't really tear his Achilles." He- you should welcome that. Mm-hmm. You should welcome that because the, you'd be reinventing science if he came back. This yes, week. yes, what a treat he has given us. <laughs> Fame whore. We'll uh, we'll get to happy hour next in the sports bar. Yeah, we uh, th- we have lots of time for your calls here in happy hour. We're we'll, we'll, glad we're here for you. You want to like point the finger at somebody. I'm kind of thinking, how do we figure out a way out here? Because uh, you don't have time here uh, to be messing around. You've got a team that uh, is thinking playoffs themselves in Tampa Bay coming in Thursday night. Our phone number, 866-4FAN, 866-4326. Yes, it is a blame assessment Monday. You can join us on the Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub Wingman Line. Gino gave the number, 866-4FAN, award-winning barbecue. From Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub, the new location, 135 West Commercial Street in East Rochester, goodsmokebbq.com. Stand by for happy hour in the sports bar, Danger and Bataglia on the fan. Jump into the NBA action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. It is Mike Danger for FanDuel Sportsbook, the official partner of 95.7 The Fan. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers get three months of NBA League Pass courtesy of FanDuel when they place a $5 bet on the NBA. That way, you can watch all the 
the action as you bet on everything from point spreads to player props. Best of all, you'll get paid your winnings instantly. So don't miss your chance to get $200 in bonus bets plus three months of NBA League Pass. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Mike and tip off the NBA season right. FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. 21 plus and physically present in New York. New customer offer. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. All customer offer. $5 NBA wager required. Limit one pass per customer across both offers. Restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. See full terms for both offers at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. For help with a gambling problem, call one 877 hope ny or text HOPE-NY 467-369. NBA League Pass. Local blackout restrictions apply. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.